Welcome back to another episode of the On Here Podcast. I'm Bria. What's up, guys? I'm Giselle. And we have a special guest with us. Hey, y'all. The yoga guru. Before <laughs> 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 she creep up on that like this. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> but let's see. Wait, we've had Maya on twice before? Oh, uh, once, what? I think. Yeah. It seems like we always call you for the professional opinion. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you that nigga. I mean, you that nigga, I mean you know. thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice or whatever. <laughs> All right, so yeah. today, uh, I wanted to have this conversation, man, because I don't know. It's just been me lately because everyone else I talk to, um, you know, says it's always been like this. Um, but just over the last like month or so, it was just like every time I got on Twitter, I was seeing a different rape or sexual assault case. It, it, it just it was just like all over the timeline. It was just like all I was seeing, and um, it kept it was bothering me a bit because I'm just like, damn, like this shit needs to stop. Like it, it really needs to stop. Like women are living their lives in a, 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 a I guess a mental state of fear, like mm. you know, subconscious of fear. Like, they don't even, they're so numb to the fear, but it's there, like, every day, like, even walking to their fucking car. Mm. You know, so I was just like, you know, I hit Bri and I was like, all right, we got to have this conversation. Like, I like it just needs to be had because, like, we, we need to, you know, talk about this, like, figure out the rules, like, and, and like, try to come up with some type of solution, you know, that we can carry out. Um, so, with that being said, um, question, how does rape and sexual assault continue to be so prevalent but ignored at the same time <sighs> oh I heard a sigh this is about to be good <laughs> Bria you want to go no you didn't guess mom you could go first okay. yeah you got you got to give us two sides of it you got to give us the professional and then you got to give us what you feel as a woman. And maybe they do coincide. I don't know. They shouldn't. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say they shouldn't because um, however personally I feel about any subject, I can't, you know, bring that into my line of work because I won't be able to, you know, treat mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to treat my patients. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And y'all don't jump on my head, but let me explain. <laughs> just we ain't going to do that. So just hit me out. Mm-mm, we understand here. Yeah, we we definitely understand. <laughs> I think I really think that the Me Too movement ruined it for a lot of real victims of sexual assault. Okay. I really think Which... I really think the the Me Too movement kind of ruined it because it made it like being sexually assaulted was okay. Like it's just the thing to say. Like if I if I say I'm sexually assaulted, I get sympathy. I get what I want. Mm. You know, I can I can ruin someone's life. I can play on some get back scheme. I can get money. You know, I can get attention. I can be right. known whether it's good or bad. I, I'll right. be infamous and then I can start doing X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. I think, I, I know it had good intentions, but I really think it messed it up for a lot of people. I don't think it was, I don't think it was carried out the way it could have been carried out. I, I don't, okay. I, I think that messed it up for a lot of people. Of course, you know, the Entertainment business doesn't make it any better, right? You know that plays a big part. But 
I think these new movements and normalizing it and and all of that, I think that I think that's made it a lot worse. That's that's why it's so prevalent. Okay. Do you think uh, that like those campaigns and stuff, it kind of like trivializes the whole the whole act of sexual assault? Like people like they're just gonna do it, and people are gonna make jokes like the whole Me Too thing. You think it like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If if you were a victim of sexual assault, right? Mm-hmm. Would a movement? What a movement where all eyes are on you and you're open to attack and you're open to all of this stuff, whether it's true or not, is that going to make you want to speak up? Mm-mm. Nope. Is that going to give you the strength to be like, you know what? <clears throat> Let me speak up and be this strong black woman or strong, you know, woman or man and, mm-hmm. and say, hey, it was me too. It happened to me too. It, right. it doesn't just happen like that. Right. It it didn't happen for it didn't happen for me like that. Right. So <laughs> that just just me on and on a personal note, and that's me on a personal note. I'm looking at it and mm-hmm. I was like, you can't tell me as a victim myself, you can't tell me that all of these women have been sexually assaulted because it's just too and some people all, might be okay with just talking about it and being so open with it, mm-hmm. but right. a lot of people are not. They're not just gonna jump up and be like, Well, you gave me strength. Mm-hmm. Let me step up and say, hey, it was me too. And it's already traumatizing. Why I put myself in the public eye and traumatize myself even more? And yeah, subject yourself to right. Right. Because if you didn't have strength enough to speak up, what makes you think that you'll have that same strength to just be like, to be open to criticism and, oh, she's lying? Right. What what makes you think you're ready for that as well? I think think that movement just messed it up for a lot of people. I really do. I, I, I think it's partly that and still the way people are being raised, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole double standard of, you know, boys yeah. will be boys, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost as if it's expected. So some, I feel like some, the people who do, um, who do commit those, you know, kind of acts, I feel like they really feel as if they're justified. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's too normalized. Right, right. Yeah. It's so normalized. It's like, and they see that nothing is happening, or they see that people that part forward that part. Mm-hmm. They see that the victims aren't speaking out, so it's like, oh well, you know, nobody's gonna know, so I can do this. Mm-hmm. I agree. That part, that that part that you said that like nobody's gonna speak up, like. Nobody's gonna do this, and nothing's gonna happen to me for it. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do this and get away with it. That's that's right. a real good point. That's a real good point for real. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm not gonna say I, I know for a fact that this isn't the the totality um, of why it's so prevalent, but ignore it. But I I do think this is uh, a very big part of it that maybe we don't talk about enough is um. People being, uh, you know, victims being mentally sick, um, like uh, like R. Kelly, for instance, you know, like it was done to him. And like I said, like, it's, I mean, especially in our community, it's done and it's kicked under the rug. Mm-hmm. And these people are never treated like it's, it's most of the time it's self-healing, whatever that may be, whether it's a good or bad form of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know, like the saying goes, like victims hurt victims. And I, I think that that's a thing that we don't talk about enough. Now, you know, are there just people, you know, niggas running the streets and just doing some wild, you know, dirty shit like that, like, you know, raping a woman or sexually assaulting a woman? Yeah, they do have those. But I do feel like the mental health of our, you know, of, of these victims and, you know, this, this whole thing plays a part too. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's ignored from day one. I mean, you know, uh, your, your uncle... You know, uncle had sex with his twelve-year-old niece. Mm-hmm. Mama, grandma, whoever, whoever's involved, like they they sleep under the rug. Sometimes they even come down on the girl. Yeah, you know, or, or maybe the boy, like whatever it may be, they'll come down on them. And it, you know, so it's automatically ignored from day one, and then it just keeps going. And that's because of blame. That's because yeah. of that's because of people don't like to take the blame for things like that, especially a parent. Like a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of parents that I have that I've dealt with that have had, you know, children of who their children have been sexually assaulted, um, speaking to them and you know because they'll need they need counseling of their own as well. And their thing right. is, I, I didn't want to say that I played a part in it. Like I didn't want to say that it was my mm-hmm. fault. I didn't right. want to take blame for what happened to my child. I couldn't deal mm-hmm. with that type of guilt. Yeah. At the time, I wasn't thinking about you know the health of my you know the well being of them and their mm-hmm. their mental health. It happened. It, it happened a few years ago. Like you'll be okay. And that was right. their that's their way of protecting them, protecting themselves. Because yeah. think about if you ever found out something happened to your child, and what yep. that'll do to you as a parent going down mm-hmm. the line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And how that's gonna affect Definitely. your relationship with the child. So in the parent's mind, it's I'm protecting my child, and I'm right. protecting me by sweeping it under the rug and acting like it never happened. And yeah. I can't deal with that that self-guilt. I can't deal with that at all. all right. So most parents just can't, don't, can't or don't want to deal with the fact that they, you know, that something happened to their child like that. That's traumatizing for a parent as well. That's, that's very true. That's, that's very true. And I think that, you know, I, I think I might look at that, you know, as being selfish too. Mm-hmm. By that parent, I, I think that's a very selfish deed because, I mean, ultimately you're thinking about yourself. All right. I mean, the, I mean, at that point, the child is. I mean, they. That's just like you're looking at it kind of as a casualty of war type of deal. Right. You know, because you you know, um, and that's a that's a huge problem in itself. It really is. Um, but that's also our reality, uh, sadly. So I don't even know how. How, how to, you know, even begin to try to fix that, you know, even because I feel at the end of the day, people will do whatever they want. Absolutely. They're going to parent however they want to parent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it, it's kind of, you know, like I told my fiance, I was like, you know, in a way, in a very depressing way, this seems like a problem that might not, never go away because it's so deeply rooted. It might not be a problem that'll never go away, but we can change the conversation going forward. You know, Definitely. and we could change like how it's like, like what y'all are doing like this, like stuff like this. Like that's how you change mm-hmm. the conversation. That's how you change the outlook of it. Like you make people aware. Right. Like I think there's not enough there's not enough open spaces. Like there's not enough comfortable places for people to come in and just talk without being looked at in a hundred right. different ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you right. change the you change the conversation, like you change the you change what it is, like Instead mm-hmm. of like this happened, this is gonna ruin you. This is the end of your life. Like it's embarrassing, which it is. You have to change it so it's not right. your fault. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's the first thing. Like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And you have to keep reiterating that until they get more comfortable, right. you know? Right. So it's stuff like this. You, you got to change the conversation. You know, speaking of fault, um, where does this fault lie um, for the double standard as far as male victims to women? That, um, that Me Too shit. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> you mean like why like women don't get crucified like the men do? Yeah, not not necessarily crucified. Like... No, not not necessarily crucified, but just the general attention of it. How um how often do you hear like, about I, a man getting raped? That what you're saying? Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that 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 thing that and when you do hear about it, you know, it's you know, if if women get raped and swept under the rug, then I would think men is just like buried six feet. Well, because um, men are men, men are supposed to be the, you know, the scheme of the man is the family. The yeah. men are the one that's overpowering. The men are the the ones that can take control and can you know manipulate and handle this woman. Mm-hmm. When you think of a woman, you don't really think of a woman tying a man down and you know forcing them right, to have right. sex. Right, 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 right. So. That's in, that's demasculating mm-hmm. to to males. For the most I also part. think you uh, for you know for us it's um it's the whole uh what do you I don't know it's like a it's like a pissing contest. Mm, like what you mean? Uh, like for instance, like nope. Oh, you mean for like the young boy? Yeah, like you know it's for us. Like I can remember being in high school. And not wanting to ever be that dude that's involved in the conversation and don't know what they're talking about because he's a virgin. Mm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or want or want to be want to be the partner. You know, all your friends they got a hotel. You know, at the prom, you going back home. Like you, you like you, you that locker room. You want to have that story too. Mm-hmm. Like you want to know what they, you want to know what you're hearing about. You know, so it's kind of like you you kind of feel like a less of a man. You know, mm-hmm. like Maya said. You know, and it, that propels you to, you know, start making these decisions that you might not be ready to make, um, or those decisions are forced upon you. Like, you know, I, I've told Bria before, like, when I was 17, I was dating and having sex with somebody that was 23, mm. and both of my parents knew about it. Mm. Not only did, like, my parents know about it, but my parents and her parents are friends. Wow. I'm talking, like, cookouts, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this was, this was cool. But if we would have switched it around and my sister might have do something like that over my mama dead body. Right. You know, so I, I think, you know, that that's a that's a problem too with men. Like it's 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 almost instilled in us, like, you know, everything's a, a, a pissing contest. Do you think that um a man is more likely to engage in an act of sexual assault because of the possibility of being demasculated or embarrassed? Or because of that pissing contest? Um, I'm not gonna rule out that possibility. I'm not. Um, the reason why I'm not gonna rule it out is because you just have, I mean, flat out evil people, mm. and self satisfaction is all they care about. They care less about the next person, what they doing to hurt somebody. Um, so and and those people just happen to be men. You know, like I I can't I can't sit here and say. You know, and and talk about this whole rape thing as if like it's all like a mental sickness or you know something outlandish. Like, nah, it's, some niggas just 
really out here raping and hurting women mm-hmm. just for the fuck of it. And I, that's that's to me like that's like the worst of you know how like the Catholics they have different sins like you know like to me rape is wrong like sin is sin you mm-hmm. know but like for a man like I, I just couldn't imagine like especially like in our world you know like I, I mean you got dudes you know not to make it about materialistic things but you got dudes with no job no car like no nothing to their name going out and getting women with no problem well you know what they say right but it's just like you know that's always been mind-blowing to me like when i hear these stories like Dog, I don't care what you look like, what you do. You didn't have that to do. Like, you didn't. Like, it, it's out here in abundance for you. So I can only think that when people just doing it just for the fuck of it, like, or doing it, period, it's, it's, a, it's sick. Like, you're just an evil person. And you know what's a good example of that? A real good example what? of what you just said? Darren Sharper. Yeah. That's a yep. great yep. example of what you just Perfect said. Example. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. Fucking Robert. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kelly ass. Like, it's plenty of them, like, you know, like these guys that, you know, got everything that, you know, you're supposed to have as a man. Everything that's flashy and look good. Like, you know, women lining up to sleep with you, but you out here raping. Well, R. Kelly's situation was slightly different. And this isn't as. And right, you he know, did. It isn't an right, excuse. he did have a background of he was a victim, like you, you know, but right. it isn't an excuse at all. So I don't want anybody to right. be like, well, that's an excuse. It's not. It's not an excuse at all. It's to help understand so you can break the schema. When you have a child that's been sexually assaulted, you know what I'm saying? He was demasculated at a young age. He normalized sex at a young age. So once you once you having sex like that when you're young, when you're older, that's not gonna yep. do it anymore. That that that's not gonna be enough. You know, you you have to do that same thing. Yeah, that's that's that what boy. your first experience was. Yeah. That that's all you know. Mm-hmm. That's all you know. So I think R. Kelly was a victim just like right. anybody else. <laughs> This is this is very true. Um, so to move on from that and stick on men, um, you know, we we hear just about on any media outlet that uh, men are the ultimate problem with this uh, rape culture. Um, and I'm actually, you know, do y'all believe it and why? But before y'all do, I'm gonna just get a man's feel on this and then let y'all have it. Um, well, me, my personal. <laughs> so. I do think men are the problem. I, I really do. Um, because we're the ones out here committing it. You know, do women rape? Yes. But, you know, all of this is a problem. But, you know, men, it's really a problem. Like, it's hard to put one over the other, but it's a problem. Um, mm-hmm. But I think with us, the conversation has to change. I do think men need to have these conversations. Uh, more not just to kind of like uh, fulfill our purpose as friends, you know, and as, as counterparts. And what I mean by that is, um, men, we don't we don't sit around and talk about rape. Like, I don't know what women think, you know, when they be like, oh, you know, like your homeboy, how that was your homeboy and you ain't know. Like, niggas don't do that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they really right. don't, you know. Um, not, not, not as much as, you, like, people think it is or people you know, are trying to perceive that we do. Like, we really don't. And that's a problem in itself because, you know, um, niggas will make weird remarks and you, you, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't catch it. We'll just, you know, go with it. Like, say if we're in a barbershop and a dude say, hey, man, I finally hit that girl, you know, um, I've been trying to holler at. And y'all like, and the first, the first thing most men going to say 
is, you know, if he know her, then he probably gonna laugh and be like, how was it? But most niggas who don't know her are gonna automatically, the first question is, let me see a picture of her. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that's it right there. So automatically, all right, cool, you hit her? Now let us see her. Let us see what you hit. But in the midst of that, you know, he could be like, damn, man, I, I really had to work for that shit. Niggas still thinking about the picture. But in actuality, and my, you know, my fiance, she pointed it out to me. She was just like, what does work really mean? Mm-hmm. She was like, because she was like, I know women who ask that question. Like, what you mean? Like, what you mean you had to work for it? And not in an aggressive way, but just saying, you know, hey, like, you know, what's, what's the details? You know, like, niggas just be like, I smashed and that's it. And we don't ever think about that shit. But the whole time, mm-hmm. he could mean work by he fucking had the force to have sex. But we didn't ask that question. Mm-hmm. Now, will it, you know, but the, the, the other side to that is, okay, let's say I do ask that question. And he do say some foul, you know, and he, you know, I think he did some foul shit. But, you know, he'd be like, oh, man, I just laid up with him, you know, watching Netflix for three hours. But in actuality, mm-hmm. he raped her. Well, see, at that point, I've really done, I've, I've changed the conversation. I've done my part, but he's lied to me. So it, it still has happened. So I say that to say that, okay, that's the example of a man doing his part. And he gets lied to, he don't know the truth, somebody's raped. Okay, let's take it a step further. Let's say that he's lied to, he find out the dude actually did rape her. He he helps the girl do whatever you got to do. He turned his partner in. Turn his partner in. Mm-hmm. He did his job, right? That's what, that's what men need to do or start doing if they in no situation. Like, Turn your nigga in. Like, yeah. it, it's no free him, none of that. Like, no, he a criminal. He raped. <laughs> like, he got to go to jail. Turn him in. Okay, so let's say this man does that. He does the right thing. Six months later, because of how our government is set up, they release his homeboy because they want to put a nigga in there who has six grams of weed on. Now the rape is back out on the streets. Mm-hmm. Where's the blame at now? And I, I'm saying all this just to say, like, I do believe men are the problem. But even if every man was to do his job, don't rape. And if he did see rape, he did his job and turned this man in and helped the, helped the victim. But the prison system released him in six months for a nigga who had a couple grams of weed on him. They needed room in the prison. So I, I just want y'all to, I want to tell y'all that and get y'all take on it because I do believe men can correct, but it's only so much we can do about this problem. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so true. And that's, that's true. It, it's a, it's a, it's like when I thought about it, I was like, man, this is really fucked up reality. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> a, a bad never in a cycle. You know, a lot of it comes from men not mm. being held accountable or men knowing that they won't mm. be held accountable. That's it, definitely like it. Accountability got to be had, you know, and I think it, I think it can be done. Um, it just, you know, it, a conversation got to be had. Uh, and I, right. I remember right. telling uh, Corinne, I was like, yo, like, I don't know, like like I told y'all, like, niggas don't talk about this. Like, nobody just says, you know, I come out and I rape her. Like, nobody just says, I, you know, I argue her to death. I'm like, nobody says this type of shit. And she was just mm-hmm. like, you, she was like, you need to just start paying attention. I kid y'all not, y'all. The next day, I'm at one of my partner's house and it's like five of us on a uh, car porch and this nigga was talking and he was saying he was riding with a girl and she kept flashing a pussy at him like while he was mm. driving 
So, you know, you know what a nigga thinking mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like it's about to go down. So he said every time he reached over, she would smack his hand. And be like, no. So he said he did it like three times and she smacked his hand. So he said, man, I started getting frustrated or whatever. So because me and Corinne had that previous conversation that night before, now I'm locking in. So I'm like, all right, what you mean you got frustrated? And mm-hmm. so one of my other partners, he was like, damn, she made you that mad? He was like, man, I put that bitch out, bro. I swear to God, I was about to rape her. Whoa. Y'all, y'all, like, I literally stopped. Whoa. I stopped. And I only stopped because of the conversation I had with Corinne the night before. I, I literally just stopped. But everybody else just moved on from the conversation. Laughed, talked about something else. Nobody thought anything of it. Five grown men out there. And nobody said wow. anything. Nobody said nothing. I didn't even say anything. I was so shook. Because <laughs> I was like, in one, like, I was like, man, maybe I've just been hanging around, you know, niggas, and I just haven't been catching it all my life. But it's like, no way. I, I don't want to think of myself as so conditioned to think of somebody joking about rape that I've never thought nothing about it my whole life. So it's just like, it, it's one of them things. Like, I, you know, it, it's difficult for a man. But like I said, I think that, you know, we can, you know, be a part of solving the problem. But I think that um, no matter what a man does, like the government can, you know, undo everything, undo all the rights. What y'all think? I think that, and I'm going to take it back to our culture. Our culture is you snitch on your nigga, you a bitch. That's true. You know, <laughs> to, true. to put it as loosely as <laughs> I can. So in yeah. a perfect world, it would be like, yeah, nigga, you wrong. Like I'm about to go to the authorities because that masculinity thing and men, a lot of men's thing mm-hmm. is like loyalty. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know that bitch. That's my dog. Like I'm not about to, that ain't my, mm-hmm. that's not my business. That's mm-hmm. not my business. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Definitely. like your girl had put you on game with it and you were listening and you caught it and nobody else did. Right. You know, so, well, what do you do? Like, you're going to be, go- like, most people are not going to want to go around as a dude that's going to stitch on their nigga. And that's mm-hmm. the music culture. That's our culture. That's everywhere. Like, you snitching, you getting stitches. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. So I think in a perfect world, yeah, right. we have to not normalize, not telling on stuff like that. But I, 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 I see as far as that goes, I think we got a long way to go with that. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt, I do. Well, we have a long way to like, go. With absolutely, that. without a doubt. I also think that um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to make this an excuse. Um, but I do think it plays a part. Um, I think we, we need to stop normalizing uh, verbiage of rape and sexual assault in our music mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, because a, a, a lot of that is in our music. It is not nothing brutal. I mean, but I mean, we have a history of men talking about feeding women pills and this and that. Like, I think most recently, like Rick Ross. He had like lost some endorsement deals. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's just oh, like Lord. you know, like we don't need to normalize yeah. it. You know, because I, I think it's a mixed message thing. You know, it it, it really is because you know yeah. if you got a sick person, that's you know he he just sick, so he gonna do it regardless. He gonna rape you regardless. But you know, you you sitting here singing a song, which you should be able to do, 
but you know, I, I've seen it happen to where a girl is, you know, she twerking or she's singing this certain song, and a nigga just automatically thinks she a hoe or think like he can go and grab her, you know, you know, like that that type of thing. Like it, it doesn't need to happen, you know. And men need to realize that, you know, I don't care if she walking the club butt naked, like you're not entitled to her, you're not entitled to touch her, like you know, like. A lot of women get sexual assaulted on a regular basis. Like we, we talking, you know, in, in the club. You know, if a woman passes and the nigga just grab mm-hmm. her, you know what I'm saying? Like, like and we all the men grabbed in the club you. and thought it was normal. Like on some don't like yeah. on some don't touch me, but keep it moving. But it wasn't like ah, you know. We all the men grabbed at some point. Yeah, and it's no like you know, for a woman that's constantly, you know, I, I've like I've seen it one time where a girl like just out of reaction. She turns around and smacked the shit out the dude. <laughs> and, and it was like, he was mad, but it was just like, dog, like, you got to think about it. Like, this woman constantly lives in fear of shit like this. Like, I get it. You you probably had good intention. You were trying to get her name and number. But, like, you, like she not your property to just grab like that. You know, so that, that's one thing that, that, that needs to be stopped, too. Who, who you think men are going to look toward the most for, like, inspiration or a model future or Russell Wilson? (laughs) (laughs) Think think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Who who you think men going, who who you think most men are going to be like, yeah, and and pay more attention to the the quote unquote cornball Mm -mm. or future? Uh It's going to be future. That's what we know. That's so what we know. Future... Like we don't we we don't know that shit, Russell. Dan. Right. That's why you see so many ignorant ass niggas talking about it's wrong and he shouldn't be doing that. It's because they don't know they they don't they've never seen that. They've never experienced that. They think that shit right. wrong. They, they they literally think love is wrong. Because that's what it it's is. It's demasculating to and a lot of men. Day. <laughs> yeah. Like because you didn't have it, you know, or but you're right. That's that's why it's so deeply rooted. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, once you get down to the basis of it like that, with it starting, you know, in a, as a childhood, then you know, and it gets all the way up to what we're talking about now, the tall mountain climb. If 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 you see if you're young and you see future grabbing on somebody in the club, and she gave him attention, right, you gonna automatically think that's gonna work. You ain't never seen Russell. You see yeah. Russell Wilson on his knees praying. You know, yeah, and that's not like, cool to a lot of people. That's not, you know. It ain't. Nah, it ain't cool. Like, the, the video Tip Drill is why I'm such a fan of Club <laughs> That was a great video. <laughs> like, y'all have no idea how, how much of that video played a part in my development <laughs> as a man. <laughs> that was a great video. <laughs> it's a great video. Yeah, so, this is great. Like, you talking about the BET on cover, right? <laughs> yeah, you know when you had when you, yeah. had, you had to keep the remote yeah. by you to put yeah. the last mm-hmm. channel. Yeah, that that BET. Yeah, had to keep it right there, real That's close. That's the one. A great video. Mm-hmm. Let me let me uh ask y'all this um because wow. I'm really interested to know why some women don't um. Like we know, women live in fear of this every day. Uh, but yet, some women choose not to carry any type of weapon. And I'm not saying a weapon will protect you and you know keep you from a 300 pound man. Like no, but 
you know, if you if I would think of an individual walking around in such fear, they would at least want to give themselves a fighting chance to protect themselves. But yet you have so many women that walk this fear every day but don't have nothing to protect themselves. Why is that? You don't go out and think you're gonna get raped. True. Like you don't you you don't go True. out with the you don't go out with that kind of fear. Yeah, right. Those right, and the women who do carry weapons mm-hmm. may have already been through something. Or you know, or just right. maybe paranoid type of people, whereas the women who don't have that mindset, you know, like you, right. you, you don't go out and right. prepare for that to happen to you, you know. It's not like preparing for the, right. the bad weather to come or something well, like that. You just, I, you just don't think of yourself as that kind of victim. True, but okay. So let me flip it over. Let's say a dude like me. I'm not in the streets. I don't do no drugs. I ain't, I ain't in, I'm not in no form of fashion <laughs> in a line of business that I should feel for my life. Nor do I go out my door every morning and think that a police might pull me over and kill me. But it's my reality. It's my reality that I might just be going to see my grandma in the hood and some dude try to rob me going to my car. Like, it's, it's just a reality mm-hmm. for me. So, I feel like you have a bunch of men that are just like me that carry weapons because of that reality. So, I would think that, you know, it's not a gender thing. Like, I would think that it's a, you know, a human thing. But like I said, there's so many women, I, I find that, you know, weird that, you know, they wouldn't even, you know, it's a reality. So, I would think they would want to get themselves at least a fighting chance. You know, if that was to happen. No, you don't plan on it, but, you know, the way it's, the, at the rate it's happening, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's on something like that. That's not going to never happen to me. Like, that's not that's not going to happen. That's that, that, that's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to be in that situation. Like, for what? For when? Where am I going to be right. that's going to happen to me at? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think more so now, more women carry weapons, like, People gonna carry mace. Women gonna have like knives and you know, I got brass knuckles, knives, mace, taste, you know, I have a lot of stuff in my purse. So I think more so now, like you said, because it's it's happening a lot more. I think that people are right. women are a lot more prepared than we think. Right. Okay. That, may, that, that makes sense. I, it was just weird to me because I'm I'm asking my mom, I even asked my mom, I'm like, why wouldn't you have no weapon? And she said, son, my weapon, the blood of Jesus. I'm just like, all right, here we go. Like, you know, like, I, I get it. Oh, <laughs> look, yeah. I, look, I get it. <laughs> but shit happens. Like, you know, like, but, you know, I, I think that's the thing, too. I never thought about it like that. Like, you know, women are probably more prepared than, you know, may uh, maybe look mm-hmm. at. Those persons not full of makeup, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> I know mine, mm-hmm. like. Right. I was about to say, you see so many women in the gun range <laughs> nowadays. Like, this is a bad time to be trying to assault a woman. Yeah. So, as um, as women, um, what, what's y'all conversation like with each other? 
regarding this subject? Like, I mean, when you just with your girls, like, is it something that y'all like, you know, check up on? Like, yo, girl, like, something happened, you know, or is this just like, if it come up, it come up? If it come up, it come up. Gotcha. You know, just like, I'm not going to say just like with men, but that's, it's, it's not, it's embarrassing to speak on even with your friends as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what you're going to say. You don't know the reaction you're going to get. And then there's, when you don't get the reaction that you expect, it, right. it makes it harder to open up. So, cause people, mm-hmm. people don't know how to talk about being sexually assaulted and people don't know how to respond to that. So. If it, I mean, you do the best you can to be there, to be there for them. But what, what can you say that's gonna make them feel better? Mhm. I mean, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Especially Bria, like, uh, well, I mean, I know, but I don't, I don't know, like you know, um, the the being a female um, in the military. Like, we all know, like, that's swept on the rug like none other. So how did you, um, I guess, navigate your way through your career, you know, dealing with that fear? Bruh? Yeah. Maya. You hear I don't hear Bria, but is she talking? <laughs> Man, I don't know what Bria got going on. <laughs> All right, Bria. So let's try this again. With the fear of rape itself in the military, um, because it's generally looked at as worse there than on the civilian side. Uh, how did you navigate, you know, your career with that fear day to day? Um, honestly, I never, you know, really thought about it. I heard cases of it happening and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't like a constant thought on my mind. Um, when I did think about it, though, I always wondered, like, um, how many people haven't spoke up because of, like, you know, fear of right. mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, um... Fortunately, I, I I didn't have to deal with that while I was serving. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the most that does happen in so many workplaces, you don't really think about it while mm-hmm. it's happening. But like when you look back on some situations, it's like, oh, that was you know sexual yeah. harassment. Um, but a lot of people just don't think about it. I know I don't think about a lot of stuff until like I'm looking back on it now with the knowledge I have. It's like, oh, well, you know, that was mm-hmm. probably inappropriate. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I could definitely agree with that going across all, you know, workspaces. Uh, do you think it happens it's, it's, more in the military and it's not... You, do you think it happens more in the military than people think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I always wanted to ask that question. Like, do you do you... Do you think that, like, yeah, absolutely? Wow, why do you think that is? Yeah, yeah. um, 
given the access people have, like, because it happens mostly, I think, I want to say, don't don't quote me, but I want to say the majority of military-related um, sexual assault happens in deployed locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the locations where everybody's in close quarters and um, you're far away from home. Um, a lot of people um, really depend on the money they make mm-hmm. while deployed too. So I think a lot of those things, like I think all those things factor in why people do it and both don't speak up about their uh, assault. Like, especially because um, when you're deployed, you're usually not deployed with like the people you work with either. So people, I think victims are less likely to go, you know, confide in a stranger and tell them that something happened than they would be, you know, stateside back home or wherever they're, you know, stationed at. Do you think the all like all of those stressors, you know, being away from home, not with the same people you got deployed with, do you think all of those stressors makes it a lot easier for somebody to snap and do things that they normally wouldn't do? I do. I do think sometimes deployed locations, especially depending on your job, um, I think that all could factor into someone just snapping and, you know, exhibiting behavior mm-hmm. that they normally wouldn't. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. Because, I mean, you're already on edge, you know, before even going mm-hmm. to your job. And then on top of with right. your job. And you, you know, given whatever right. you do, right. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, how could they make that well, more comfortable for y'all? Like, what could they do? What do you think could be changed about that type of stuff? Can you talk about that? Um. So, I can only speak from my experience, and my situation is a bit different than like the majority, um, uh, because I was an aviator, and like we're handled a bit differently, um, as far as like, um the way we live and stuff. Um so like for instance, um my last appointment, um we were all in a house like I was um was it? Yeah. We were all in a no, I was in Afghanistan last. But when I was in Turkey, for instance, we um the whole crew is is put in a house in a single family home everybody just get their own room um and at first you know I was kind of like uncomfortable uh because I was in a house with strangers and mm-hmm. I had like anxiety and stuff already so um but I never felt uncomfortable and I say that to say compared to what we had as air crew the maintainers on the other hand they slept in like open space mm-hmm. And yes, they had like female and male bays or whatever, but um, from what I'm told, like it's very easy to like, you know, be in whatever. And people are going to do what they want to do, period. Um, so I think in, in some situations, uh, you know, predators may have more access to a person than they would mm-hmm. somewhere else, if it, you know, outside of a deployed location. Wow. 
and you know also they could you know go prey on complete strangers because um you know usually the demographics of a deployed location are people from different bases so you know you could go commit mm-hmm. a crime in you know in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. potentially get away with it wow yeah, I, I think a lot of those things back in. And those never get reported. Yeah, that's going back to the people, right? And that's going back to people, you know, feeling like oh, right. I can do whatever and get away yeah. with it. And then also the victim, like, oh, no one will believe me, or you know, how how can I prove it? You know that kind of stuff. Because they they get questioned, victims get questioned, they get blamed, or if they. If they, really if they even them. live after to think about telling their story. Well, right. Talk. I mean, because people do get, they kick go in doors, rape, kill, mm-hmm. like, and move on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's a good take for you. Well, yeah, definitely. It's a different perspective. Well, ladies, I appreciate both of y'all perspectives today. Uh, I think it was a conversation that needs to be had and needs to be a continuing conversation. Um, I don't think this. <laughs> we need to talk more about these young boys getting raped by these older women. Like, it's not, and it's not, it. it's, uh, not uh, it's, it's not cute. It's not cute. It's not cute. Because when you having those conversations, you get to know somebody. You know, you you know when you started having you know sex, it's like, oh, I was like fourteen. Mama friend, she was like thirty two. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah. what? That's nasty. That's yeah. not cute. At all. Like, I, that like, is cute. That is uh, I, I don't want to be uh, negative Nancy here, but that aspect, I just don't see that ever changing. No matter how many conversations I had, no matter no matter how many mind frames have changed, I don't think that like that's that's literally at the soul of a man. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being told as young as eight and nine, a woman my age can't do nothing for me. Like you always want to deal with an older woman because she's at the at the least she's lived more life than you. But you know, there's so many other factors, but that that's literally that's 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 literally in the soul. Like it, it, it really is. Like I remember like my little boy, like he had this uh this little girl had a crush on him. And I think at the time he was four, she was six. But I remember, like, not not telling him anything. But when I when I found out about it, I thought it was cute, and I gave him a high five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I I I had to catch myself later on when I thought about it, and I'm like, damn, like, I started this already, and like, didn't do, didn't even, I didn't think anything of it. It was so natural to me, you know. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I had to I had to start, you know, working on myself in that manner, you know, even even you know. With him, you know, period, with, with young girls, you know, because boys, they, they grow up, they get around their cousins, their friends, they get a little manage sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like, so th- those are things, that, you know, I, I have to correct, too, you know? So, but right. that's just me. Um, I could tell you right now, I mean, I I have, you know, little other little boys, you know, in my family that I know, you know, they're getting raised the exact opposite. They're 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 carrying on that tradition. It's being embedded in mm-hmm. them, and their parents see nothing wrong with it. You know, like I like I said, I mean, my mom and dad both knew I was dealing with somebody that was twenty three when I was sixteen, turning seventeen. 
So why do you but, think they were that was normalized in your, like in your household? Like, do you think your parents was like, "Oh, that's a family friend, no big deal," you know? Nah, I, I think it. You know, um, and I've told Bria this before. Um, it's it. We're not a damsel in distress. Like when you think of rape and you think of sexual assault, you think of somebody helpless being overpowered. Yeah, like frail. You know what I'm saying? You you yeah, mean. like frail, kind of. You know, like mentally, mm-hmm. they're just not there. You know, but it was just like for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I pursued this girl not once but twice. I got shut down the first time, so this was over. Like I pursued her over a year before I even got her attention. You know, and and the whole time, like I, you know, um, she never had me do something I didn't want to do. Like if we was doing something, I was asking to do it. You know, I was running behind her for the longest. So it was just like, and you know, I think back to it, like, I, yes, it is wrong. Like, it shouldn't have happened. You know, she should have never dealt with me. My parents should have never let it slide. Her parents should have never let it slide. But at the same time, I vividly remember always doing what I wanted to do. Mm. And it, it wasn't no influence. It wasn't her, you know, like, you know, being the, the older, cool chick so she could come pick, I could drive her car or something. Like, no, it was no influence. It was just, I was a uh, fucking... 17-year-old boy, dog and eat. I thought she was fine. I wanted to hit. That's it. You know, so that that's the that's the common thing, man. I mean, that's I've had this conversation with, you know, a lot of my friends, and that's the that's the common thing you hear. Like, nigga, ain't nobody make me do something I didn't want to do. Like I, I wanted her. Like I knew what I wanted. You know, so and and your mm-hmm. most of the time your daddy, your brothers, your uncles, like, they're not gonna make it no better. They think that shit cool too. Like they want you to like you know what I'm saying like like uh, like Maya says it's not a rite of passage but you know in that barbershop, you know at, at that domino table it is a rite of passage it, 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 that's that's just what it is it, it, you know and you know even me you know if I was to go to you know my my daddy or my grandfather as a man and be like yo that shit wrong they might hear me out they're gonna tell me get the fuck too you know they 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 easily tell me like you. Like, is something wrong with you? Like, you hurt? Like, no, like, you're good. You're, you're grown, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, you know, it's, you're, you're a man. Like, be quiet. You act like she hurt you. You know, so I, it, even if I I think if men change the conversation, you're still going to get that pushback and people are still going to keep keep those those values going. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So if your son, like, oh. if you knew your son was trying to pursue a relationship with somebody that age, and he was 17. No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's, nah. it's not on, nah. like, it, it's not nah. on, you know, yeah. Nah. No. Not happening at all. Look, a year older, all right, cool. Like, I really don't care. Um, Maybe two, because you could be a freshman and she could be a junior in high school. All right, cool. But there's no way in hell. My 16, 17-year-old boy is about to be dating somebody 24, 25. What, what do you think that nah. does to a 17-year-old moving forward? Oh, man. That's what a, y'all like. Y'all like to talk about misogyny? That's <laughs> really? <laughs> That's where it starts. I think y'all, no, I think y'all because, going with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It is a, it is a, um, it's a thing that, that like I said, we're, we're embedded with it. It's almost right. in our soul. You know, um, so it it's definitely a thing from day one. But for example, like when I get that twenty three year old, 
right, everybody that goes to school with me, my partners, you know, you one, two years ahead of me, you one, two years, anybody in my age group, now you're you're automatically like bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. And I start looking at you as such. Unless you prove me wrong, I've had her now. She she set the standard. And not only is she setting the standard, but she think it's cute. So she's feeding into my misogyny. She might even be building it up while I'm dealing with her. Because it's cute to her. And you just take that and it becomes it become a snowball. It, it literally becomes a snowball. And like, you know, some it might be other men that disagree with me, but this is just you know, me speaking, you know, from my personal experiences, you know, like when you, that pat on the back from your dad or your uncle or whatever, you know, that's just the start of it. But man, does your ego start to fuel when you can go around and, you know, especially if it ain't nothing, you know, secretive, like, you know, you pull up and you got the girl to go to LSU with you in front of mm -hmm. your partners, in front of other, other women. And then it, it happens the other way around, too, because you know what? Young women like older men sometimes. And it happens that way as well. Now, my, my little cousin, he, mm -hmm. he, 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 was, he was, it's funny you bring this up. He, um, 20, 21, and mm -hmm. he was dating, he might have been 19, I'm sorry. He was like 19, 20. He was, un he was that age. And he was dating someone. She was older than me. I'm 28. She might have been like 29, 30. And he's still in college. You know, he don't have a job. He's playing football. He don't have, he don't really have no money like that. You know, this girl is in school. No, she's a pharmacist. So I'm looking, you know, and he he brings her, you know, to you know, you bring a girl to Christmas, that's big a big deal. You know, yeah, that's a real big deal. Right. Me and my sisters, <laughs> we looking at this like I have attitude. Like I don't this is bad. Right. Like this is not right to me, but you know, my daddy, his daddy, now my uncle's like, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know that that's mm -hmm. that's yeah. And he mm -hmm. he 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 want older women, like women that age. He like hype. Yeah. And I'm and <laughs> she could not understand for the life of her why like me, my cousins, my cousins my age and my sisters was just like don't come talk to me because something is wrong with you to me. <laughs> like, don't come talk to me because something is not right with you. I don't know what in your big grown mind you see in a 20-year-old boy who can't do nothing for you. He's a boy. Yep. Right. So, right. That's nasty. Yeah, that's so weird to me. Right! She's older than me and I'm 28. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm thirty. I please. I'm telling you, if you understand, well, I, it, it happens, man, bro. Let me tell y'all how it happens. And I, me and my mama laugh about this shit to this day. It wasn't funny when she first found out. My mama graduated from Southern in '89. <laughs> she she crossed mm -hmm. her sophomore year, so that would be '86. '86. I end up. Not knowing who this lady was, meeting her line sister, getting her line sister's number, and having sex over a period of time with her line sister. Mm. I am. Mm -mm. This is after I had my son. So I was 21. My mama is 51. So at the time, I'm 21. 
that mean that lady had to be looking at 45 at least, 44, something like that. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like it that happened to men across the board, I'm here to tell you. Like it don't just it don't just start and stop at, you know, twenty and sixteen. Like mm. no, it goes. It it goes a long way. Like that's why I say like this it's just so deep. It, it's like when you talk about it like this, you realize how big the cycle is and how it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that's the that's a real interesting point you made. How other uncles and dads be like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they eat that up. It's like a prize, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, yeah. It is. And then you'll get the occasional, oh, she gonna show you how to be a man. You'll get that. And as a sixteen-year-old boy, what you want to be a man? What you want to do? You want to go get on Call of Duty and tell your partners how you smash your old girl to go to something. Yeah, nobody wants nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right, no, wow. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. She she getting up and going to class at eight a.m. and your mama dropping you off at school. See, but, yeah, <laughs> y'all are having sex. Right, <laughs> right. Like, like what? you see how that sounds? It sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but I, mm-hmm. I I would love to know what's going through some of these women's heads, like when they are laying with these young men, like these young young men who whose mind isn't developed, who can't buy anything for you, can't do anything for you. You know, a lot of women our age, they have children now. You can't take care of, can't help take care of this child, you know. So what exactly are you offering? And what what attracted you to this young man? Like, granted, these little young boys are a different type of fine now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They're a different type of fine. Let me find out you're a cool I mean, Let me find I'm, out. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you 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 twenty one and you six five two hundred pounds. I'm like, gee, like what, what's going on? You know, but what can I mean? I, I I don't. I would love to know what goes through their mind. Like, what is it about this child? This child because he's a child. You know. I guess they they be getting their groove back. Mm-hmm. Stella was doing. How do you lose your groove at twenty nine? <laughs> Hey, look. What is know. lost about your groove at 29? <laughs> what happened to your groove that you had to lose at 29? Daughter of Christ, I have a question. <laughs> I, I really would Christ. love to know what, what y'all, like, I want to ask the girl, like, what, why were you having sex with my cousin and he was, he's 20? What, what do you, man, man. Man, I don't know. Maybe, that, man, that man might just be working. Now look at you. Now look at you. You're the problem. You're the problem. Maybe she just want. Maybe she was trying to yeah, teach him something, you know, girl. Now, how you? How you? Gonna, how else you gonna learn, Maya? You gotta learn some way. <laughs> nah, that's strange. To me. I mean, I. I, I mean, practice, obviously, but like, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you know, right. I'm telling you, it just it was just crazy to me. Like even my mom was like, "Well, they're grown." I was like, "Girl, my daddy is not uh, my daddy ten years old." Right, you. shut up. <laughs> like you be quiet too. He, he, he. And, that, and that, that's a, that's a, that's an issue in his own too. Because the further you go back in our generation, that shit is normalized a lot. Like mm, my, my at sixteen. Mom, my my <laughs> dad was my mom's professor in college. Golly. She don't have no legs to stand on. Okay, I was like, girl. Golly. I was like, girl. 
She was the professor. Oh, man. And then she won't lie. <laughs> not the, the class. Girl, good night. No, you didn't. <laughs> she swear. Oh, she man. swear. Right. It don't she matter. She got that what she got. That's <laughs> what she got. A husband. But he was... <laughs> I mean, that was my daddy. He was, you know, he was 10 years older than her. So I'm like, girl, you can't tell me. You can't tell me anything about older men right now. Okay? Be quiet. She was throwing that thing for an A. (laughs) And still still ain't getting no A. (laughs) She she barely passed with a C. Still didn't get no. Damn. That's messed up. I said, you know what? That's not a good example for me. You know what? That's not how you're supposed to do it. (laughs) <laughs> that's not how it goes, mom. That's that's how that's how it goes though. That's, how, that's really how it goes. But it was more normalized back then because yeah, you definitely. know, arranged marriages and whatnot. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but mm-hmm. this this is it's not okay to me. Still. Nah. Mm-mm. I don't nah, have it. Yeah, ain't okay at all. No. It's not. It's definitely not. Well, yeah, I appreciate this conversation, man. Great. Thanks. It was, great. It was a great yeah. conversation. Needed. We, we, we might need to bring you back for a part two. <laughs> Get deep into this subject. I'm here. Y'all let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my tell these people where they can follow you for your rhetoric on Twitter. And other social media. You can follow me on Twitter at the Yoga Girl with no business. Still, <laughs> still no business. Still no business. Nothing at all. Not none. I always get bread as opportunity. If you you know if you got an OnlyFans, you can go ahead and put that out there. Let me get that right quick. Let me get that right quick. Let me hold on. Let me get my pen. Am I pulling your DM? On Hold on, Bri. Let me. I gotta get me get the my notes. We can. Bri alive for the longest. I've been, I've been telling our listeners that Bri had a home. I wish Bri would go ahead and she just drop it. I wish she would go ahead and drop it. Come on, what uh, is Bri? Girl, they shutting OnlyFans down. Y'all. Well, you what? got a little bit of time what? to make some money, sis. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go. What's the what's the what's the code is? Come on, what we got? We can't. We can't have the middleman around here. Not the premium. Not the premium. Only fan DMs. That's so weak. Oh lord. That's what, only I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Bro. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Y'all stupid, but yeah, y'all can follow me on Twitter at underscore Bria, please. And that's not her Abby, y'all. That's not what she looked like. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> that is not her. <laughs> that that is not her. Oh, oh, oh man. That is not yeah, her. Y'all face. can follow me. <laughs> y'all can follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Pablo No Bar. Right, yeah, if y'all like to see people lie on the timeline and love uh, Tom Brady, he's the guy. Wow. <laughs> what even <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? Look, I'm just. Never would say he's gonna get him a buckster. I'm look, look. I got the tickets last week. Ooh. I gotta order the jersey. Oh I'm gonna be there. Look, you niggas better leave me alone. I fight everybody that night. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just send prayers up for you. That's it. <laughs> I'm just sending prayers up for you and your mental health right now. 
Hey, look. 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 I just don't think Saints I, fans are the fans you want to go to war with. Look, I look. Dang. Look. I promise. I'll file charges on everybody. I had everybody. <laughs> I ain't never met a Saints fan scared of well, y'all. <laughs> right, look. <laughs> 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 I ain't never been a fan of jail, so you got to come up with something. Oh, 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 y'all gonna be in the Paris. I'm not Shop dealing with that foolishness. <laughs> right. For the police. Yep. You know, I'm gonna be on people. Chill. I'm gonna channel my inner Karen, and all you niggers is going to jail. I promise you. Wow. <laughs> it be your, it be your own people. Wow. Okay. Yep, I'm giving away. Okay, I'm giving away names, number, Twitter handles. They coming fire. Wow. <laughs> oh, we can't bring him to the robbery. No, we can't bring him to the robbery at all. I'm I telling you, I'm proud of it. Like, I'm not going to jail for no. I've been telling my niggas for years, <laughs> don't do nothing illegal around me, my nigga. Because like, I'm telling, like, oh, yeah. I I'm asking like a bird, like a bird. <laughs> I swear, I am <laughs> like, I don't care, my nigga. Like, I don't. Like, I will rat quick. Bitch, call me Kevin Campbell. I am telling the police. Can we a talk couple for minutes? A minute? I got all the TV. All right. I got a story. <laughs> look, ain't no need for no interrogation. I'll, I'll I will sign my call, statement. Right. In the park. I will call <laughs> all the people. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to write it down. Right. You, you need pictures also. I got all that. You all need that. a written statement. I can go ahead and record right. it right quick. You need receipts. Right. Mm. As a matter of fact, I'll take you to the nigga. Mama. <laughs> Look, I know, I know what, what he is. She always going to get over that way. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, I know what that nigga baby right. mama is. Yeah, that's me. Let it be up under that baby mama. So he probably is over there somewhere. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not, let's not, let's like, let's not throw out the punch. We finna slander men. We finna slander men. Let's not. We finna slander men. Let's not. This is we. That's my favorite thing to do. We are not about to. That's my favorite thing to do. With children. Let's do it. That's my favorite thing to do. God don't like us. I'm just letting y'all know. God don't like men. Okay. I don't like men. Okay. Look, he love us. He yeah. love all his churn. Except men. Okay. Except <laughs> y'all. Except men. Do you hear? Do you hear me? Wow. Wow. Only a child wow. the devil could wow. love. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I could have swore it was a woman who fucked it up. If ball, you, if we're, a we're man wouldn't have been in there. We wouldn't have had no problem. Mm. Oh, all right. So now you're saying it's God's fault. Mm. God is a woman. So now you're... Oh, all right. God is a woman. <laughs> okay. oh, a woman man. gave birth to the world. Don't you forget oh. it. Damn, you're right about that. You're right about that. You're right. All right, y'all. Well, until next time. And on, on that, that look. <laughs> y'all be yeah, safe. Black quarantine. Y'all keep doing good things, beautiful mm-hmm. black people. Stay away from me. I, I, also, y'all niggas out here having cookouts. I swear I'm calling the police on everybody. They give it away. We know oh, yeah. you a snitch. You. We know <laughs> you're a snitch. Okay. But please stay home, with y'all. And where y'all mad? Yeah, where y'all mad? That's man. it. This is where you're mad. Please. It's not for you. For Some of y'all need a mask. Need a mask with them breath. With that breath, please. No, where you mad? Stay mad. <laughs> yeah, you should please. be stuck with your breath. I just think that's only right. Well, you mad. So, 
Where you married? All right, y'all. Stay, stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Thank y'all. <laughs> All right. <laughs>